They go to their suite. That's that. And now it's the next morning. Yeah, that's not that. Now, believe me, there was a lot of that <laughs> and not that and in, in between those that's. <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what do we have here? It is our 100th episode. Wow. Yay. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It both feels like it's been forever and like a we minute. just started this podcast yesterday. episodes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it goes without saying we wouldn't be here without our fans who are awesome. Yeah, the and Shandies. If we had done 100 episodes without our fans, it would just be weird and sad. <laughs> but now it's festive. <laughs> yes. And we're celebrating with balloons. This was a last minute decision. I yeah. sent Andy out to the party store this morning. Balloons are harder to deal with and more expensive than I would have expected. Yeah. yeah. And actually, you made a good point when I made the suggestion. You were like, why do people like balloons? Yeah. What's and that got it? me thinking. It's just why? like a, a plastic, like blown up plastic, brown. I don't know. Helium. I'm it's the floating. Sure. The floating is what makes it fun. A balloon sitting on the floor is not fun. Yeah, the floating's okay. I think the floating is the main thing. Yeah. But like fireworks, I get, you know, they explode and make lights and they're loud. And that's that's definitely objectively festive. Yeah. I'm I, not sure I get balloons fully. Balloons seem like a kid thing. But surrounded by them right now, I'm feeling pretty celebratory. I'm, I'm down with balloons. <laughs> and overall thoughts on this overnight episode, Fantasy Suite Week. Eh, I mean... <sighs> As you get to this point, I think everyone is fatigued. I think I <laughs> yeah. think it's very clear that they've said all the things and they're saying them again and making sure they say the things that they said twice, three times and four times. It's and so true. It's not very interesting. It's so true. We're at the point now where it's no longer enough to say you're falling in love. You have to. If, if you want to make it to the end, say you were officially in love. Yeah. This is important. And it just sort of feels like you're having the same conversations over and over again. I, that was my issue with this episode. I, I feel the problem with these late stage episodes is it feels like a, like a sports game. Like it feels like there should be a graphic and like crowds cheering when falling in love is said. And then when in love yeah. and then I'm definitely in love. There <laughs> yeah. should be, it's like, like like a score, like a field goal, a touchdown, like an extra point. It's, it's ridiculous. So my analogy is that carnival game I love with the horses that you have to like roll the ball into the right hole. And then depending oh. on which hole you get it in, the horse will go quite ahead. I can't play that game. I panic. But my point is, is that I feel like at this point in the game, you're at like there's a horse that's ahead and then another horse says, I am officially in love with you. I'm not falling in love with you. I'm officially in love with you. Right. And then that horse pulls ahead. It's a great analogy. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Your yeah, analogies just... are really, really coming along. <laughs> okay. Feeling a little, a little threatened. <laughs> I feel a little condescension coming. No, from no, there. this is uh, genuine. I feel the heat on my heels. <laughs> do you feel ready to get started recapping? I Andy? do. I do. All right. So episode nine. I don't know whether to call this eight or nine. We'll we'll count mental all as episode eight, making this episode nine. Mm. We are in Mexico, Andy. Mm. You were impressed with the waves. Nice waves. I, I was sad to see no surfers there. <laughs> and Michelle, in her voiceover, says, "I feel good coming to Mexico to finish falling in love." Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Get those reports on my desk by Monday and you'll be all ready to go home. And it would seem we are now at Hotel Conrad Punta de Mita. It would seem. There's a lot of heavily, heavily Frankenbitten voiceovers mm. of Michelle's here as we get B-rolls of her walking around the hotel grounds. But really the gist here, it's, it wasn't worth it to dissect it. The gist is basically that fantasy suites are a big deal and intimacy is a big part of a relationship. Mm -hmm. We learned a lot. Ooh, learned a lot, yeah. yes. And so now we have a girl chat between Michelle and Caitlin. They go for a little stroll. A little stroll. It was a long <laughs> stroll on the beach. And they talk about each relationship. Uh, Michelle says that she has no reservations about Brandon. None. Thought that was interesting. A lot of there was a lot of Brandon pushing in this episode. Mm -hmm. They gotta yeah. push Brandon. Yeah. And Joe, Caitlin says Joe is the reserved one. And Michelle says, Joe has actually told me he's falling in love with me. And Caitlin says, Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're horses in a race. It's incredible. Okay, and then Nate, Michelle says her fears he won't be able to express himself with her and she'll wind up at the end more invested than he is. And Andy, you said, I feel like this was a feeble attempt to make him seem like more of an underdog. Yeah, they're clearly 
creating whatever drama they can create. Yeah. Because we all know Nate's winning. <laughs> yeah. So now the guys await news and they're sitting in a hotel suite, it would seem. Mm-hmm. And I've got a vent for a second about how they're making them do this. So in my day, when you reached this point, you were in your own separate hotel suites mm-hmm. or hotel rooms or whatever. You did not have to live with other people anymore. And in fact, when I was waffling about leaving on my season, and this was around week six, a big selling point of a producer, he was trying to convince me to stay, was that if I just made it to hometown week, then I'd be good. Because a lot of my stress came from living with other people and there was just so much tension there was a lot mm. of like fighting going on yeah, and, I would imagine. and he was like you just have to make it another you know week and a half whatever once you get to hometowns you're you're good you don't have to live with anyone else anymore and i think that's interesting that that was actually sold to me as a selling point as something that would keep you more sane <laughs> and that's the thing the very thing they've taken away from these contestants interesting now. yes well they're trying to up the awkwardness they're yes. trying to create drama where there is none yes which i respect it's tv I guess it just bugs me because I find forced drama really boring mm-hmm. and just watching the guys sit awkwardly in silence around each other in man chats that they're forced to have. Yeah. Anyway, the vibe is tense. And Andy, you pointed out that Nate is really manhandling that succulent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd be doing the same thing. Me too. I, I love totally, squeezing a succulent. I was with him on that. Yeah. Are you, we are we weird in that? Apparently you, we're not. <laughs> no, you actually like squeezing succulent leaves more than I do. <laughs> not too hard. You just want to give a little. Yeah, you you wanna... like to squeeze those thick, the yeah. thick leaves. I, I have to say, as far as squeezing a plant, nothing more satisfying than squeezing a succulent. <laughs> totally. It's got a good a good density. It gives a little bit, mm-hmm, but not, but not too, too much. much. Yep. It's a it's a good squeeze. Yeah. Joe says the guys are not really friends because they're competing for the same girl Mm -hmm. and that they went from bros to foes. (laughs) (laughs) He was waiting for that one. And yeah, that's pretty much the one element of drama throughout the whole episode, it feels like. Yeah. But you could tell these guys are not. There's no real hostilities between them. It's all manufactured. I mean, obviously, they're going to, if you put like, you take like a tiny little cage and you put a bear, a tiger and like a deer in there. There's going to be some problems, even if they're well fed. I mean, it's not a surprise. Okay. So now Tasha arrives and she says, she tells the guys that if they're still holding onto walls or have their guards up to let it go. She says it could be the key piece between a tearful goodbye and really starting something special. Hmm. I... I don't want to go off on a tangent about this, but you know how I feel about the whole musical chairs thing as if that's the difference. Right. Them just saying a couple of words is the reason why she's going to be like, oh, OK, I choose you. I'm going to get engaged to you instead of the other guy. OK, so Joe reads the date card and it's for Brandon. So Brandon goes first on his overnight date. They go horseback riding. She introduces him to horses Tomate and Panini. Very cute. Very cute how Tomate had a braided tail. Amazing. Is that a Mexican thing? I don't know. It was so cute, though. Hers was not braided. Tomate was just special. Can we talk about how cute it is that there were no trainers? You just get on these animals, these giant, majestic animals. Mm -hmm. And and they they just walk to the... They're like, oh, it's time to walk to the place. Like, time to walk my route. It's really, it's just delight. What a delightful animal. They are very And sweet. I feel bad. Like, it's, it's like, I feel like they should be just saying like, no, don't, don't get on me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm my own person. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to, if I walk, want to walk here, run here. Well, Tomate had a moment of that. He did have a moment. I almost feel like they purposely put the contestant who's never been on a horse on a horse that's the most likely to wander oh, off. Definitely. But they're well-trained horses. Yes. Is it food that makes horses do the is yes. it food? So to get a horse to do what you want, you just give it food and it's just like, okay, this is a good deal. I'm going to walk. If they want me to walk, I walk anyway. Who cares? Yeah. But I think they're also really uh, affectionate. Horses are affectionate. Yeah. From what I understand. I knew someone who had a horse who, who said that they were as affectionate as a dog, but not, not, not as smart. <laughs> she loved her horse <laughs> just a side note that's good good food for thought yeah, okay so as they get riding uh, the music is all tinkly and mm-hmm. nice here yeah, in her voiceover michelle says that she initially thought brandon was a player but two conversations and she realized he was the real deal mm. and they sit on the beach and talk and she says their families are very similar he says he wonders if he's good enough <laughs> And of course, she takes the bait and says he absolutely is. And he's one Mm. of a kind. And he says she means the world to him and they make out. 
And we both were marveling at how it felt like there was so little substance. Look, do I think that they do have conversations of substance? Sure, oh. probably. Are they but off camera? Most likely. I haven't seen anything of meaningful substance. It's really exactly what you said a few episodes ago where you were like, the more you talk about how great your connection is, probably the less great your connection is. How or, often or, do we talk about how good our connection I'm not touting our relationship. I'm just saying we have, we have a good relationship. Yeah, we don't how sit often, around talking about how great our relationship is. We never did. I mean, Even there was a week or two, I have to admit. There was a week or two. We're like, this is an amazing relationship, is it not? So I mean, maybe we, we should go easier talk, on them. But it's not everything we talked about. That's all they talk about. Well, it's also what the editors are going to single out and air. Well, exactly. It's just getting a little tiresome because it's kind of feeling like the same thing over and over again. It's just him uh, telling her yeah. how amazing she is. And I feel like if I was an editor, I would... I knew I had enough of that to go around, so I would look for the other things. That's and true. I'm assuming there weren't the other things. Oh, I don't know. I have to assume. I'm watching the TV. I have to assume things. Andy, you said here their relationship just feels like a bunch of sound bites that the producers want to get. Mm -hmm. I mean, Brandon delivers in the oh, he is valuable amazing. I mean, department. he gives them all the ones. Mm -hmm. It's like a bucket. Like there's a list, <laughs> and he's hit every one. There's not a one he's missed. It's like uh, the the fridge magnets with yeah. all the words. You can rearrange them to make different. <laughs> he's done sentences. every combination. Yeah, every combination yeah, using it's like the a million right words. combinations over. Yeah, nothing left. <laughs> Okay, so back at the hotel, Nate and Joe talk, and they're clearly being forced to talk about Brandon's date. I always have to mention this. It's not like they're just sitting around. A producer has sat them down and been mm -hmm. like, time for a man chat. Yeah. What do you think they're doing on their date? Joe does the obligatory speculation mm -hmm. about what they're doing, and Nate, meanwhile, he's such a rebel. He openly says he's not really thinking about it because he's choosing to focus on his own relationship and time with her. And I thought it was funny how this was given a faintly ominous, almost villainous soundtrack mm -hmm. as though this healthy outlook somehow reflects a lack of seriousness on his part. It's yeah. totally healthy for him to be like, actually, you know, blinders on. I'm good. I don't want to think about it. And they're like, ooh, they're what does this mean? It's so ridiculous. <laughs> they're, they're grasping. It's yeah. okay. It's TV. Yeah. Okay. So now it's the evening and Brandon says, can't wait to literally rip out my heart, throw Oof. it on the table and say, just do what you want with it because it only beats for you at this point. Oh, dear. We need, we need a doctor. <laughs> Surgeon stat. <laughs> Man has 15 seconds to live. Uh, yeah, he really lays it on thick. Yeah, wow, that is heavy, <sighs> heavy thickness. He goes on about how lucky he feels and how his heart just keeps growing every time he's with her. This is to her at dinner mm. now. I mean, it's not growing anymore. It's it's, <laughs> it's dying on the table. <laughs> and how he doesn't want to be with anyone else. And Andy, here you said, God, so much boring sincerity. <laughs> She almost seems to laugh at him here. She says, once you get started, like, like she finds it a little much too. I mean, it's ridiculous. Is it not? Yeah. Even for TV. So, okay, we'll keep going. She asks if he can get to the point where he's ready. And he says, since day one, when I met you, I knew you were the one. And when it hit, when I truly knew is randomly when we were getting ice cream. It's like he keeps one upping himself. He's like, I knew the moment I met you, but I also knew oh. when we got ice cream. He's just confused because he loves ice cream so much. <laughs> I truly, to this day, have never seen a man so excited about an ice cream truck. He says he's officially in love with her and is sick of keeping it in. <laughs> Yeah, come on. Let it out, Brandon. We want to see. We want to understand. We want to know that you love Michelle. Tell us. And until he takes his last breath, he'll put her first. God, he's well, he's already taken his last breath with his heart literally <laughs> bleeding on the table. He officially says he's in love with her. And her response, she's done this a few times now where mm. she says, instead of really responding, she says her heart is beating so fast. Yeah, there's a lot of heart references yes yes yeah. thank god heart was not our word watch word yeah. she says she meant what she said after meeting his family that she's falling in love with him and she sees a future with him and says i've never met someone who made me feel so safe made my heart feel so safe mm -hmm. i wrote here in all caps this is why he's still here <laughs> Look, she feels safe. I think he's a lovely guy. I don't yeah. know what is why I'm not buying this. I'm just not. It's too much words. Love is not built on telling someone you love them. No, that's it. There has to be something prior to that. That's the thing. If I felt it was like, I love these things about you. And then he listed adjectives or specific There's moments. no specificity. No specificity. It reminds me a bit. You never did you see Jojo's season? I don't think you did. I think I saw maybe a hair in there. So the runner-up was Robbie. And I remember Robbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I confess, 
I, I made I made my share of fun of Robbie. I yeah. mean, he was a lovely guy. He yeah. was. He yeah, was, that's true. He, I remember Robbie. And yeah. the fact that I remember Robbie and saw like eight minutes of that season says something. Yes. It was a lot of fluffy words about how much he loved her, but there was yeah. no like specifics as to why. Right. And I was just kind of look, do I think he really feels these feelings? Yes. But I do. I really think that he has the experience in life and in relationships to compare this to other relationships and see why this is so different to the point where he can articulate why mm -hmm. it's different. Mm -hmm. No, it hasn't I happened. I actually think he has genuine feelings. Yes. But he makes it seem like a game show. Yes. Like he keeps hitting the button. He's yeah. like, boom, 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 Totally. Yes. They make out and the kisses are definitely rock solid. I've got to yeah, give yeah, this to them. Kisses. They've got great chemistry. Mm -hmm. She gives them the fantasy sweet card while, Andy, you were ogling their untouched dishes. Look, they looked elegant and, and delectable. Yeah. And will not be. It will go right in the trash. Now, hopefully, hopefully a handler of sorts. Oh, is that what happens? They well, do. We've discussed this before. I forget. They, ate, they eat them usually? Someone eats them? <laughs> so hopefully. Okay. I don't know. Right. That's me thinking optimistically. Mm, hope. So he reads the card and says his heart is pounding. A lot of wow. describing. I mean, his heart is pounding, but it's not in his body anymore. <laughs> and heading to their fantasy suite, there's a voiceover of Brandon saying, when I'm with Michelle, literally the world melts away. And Andy, you said that's two times now his literally's result in him being dead. <laughs> More voiceovers here of him saying he's the happiest he's ever been in his whole life. And yeah, I wrote, he reminds me of Robbie from Jojo season. A whole lot of words. Lots of words. Words. They only go so far, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. They make out in a hot tub while fireworks go off. And of course, those fireworks are in plain view. Yeah. For Nate and Joe. And they're made to go out and watch. And I, yes, they're made to go out and watch. Oh, yeah. I, I knew without you telling me, I knew that their producers like, hey, you guys want to go out and watch those fireworks? Yeah, yeah. Like, not really. Like, you guys want to go out and watch those fireworks? <laughs> okay, sir. <laughs> yeah, there were a couple times on my season where something would be happening off in the distance and you weren't allowed to just sort of look from the sofa and yeah. move on. It was like, okay, now stand up, yeah. exit, and go look. Go up to the balcony. Like shooing you out there with a broom. <laughs> like, come on, go watch the fireworks. Okay, so now it's the next morning. And... <laughs> And Brandon says, spending the night with you is the most amazing thing in the world. And Andy, you said, for the love of God, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's too much of a good thing. Yeah, That's what it enough. is. Enough. I have had sugar overload. Too much dessert. I don't want any more dessert. It's making me feel sick. I have a stomach ache from the dessert. I, yeah, I agree. It was so delicious for the first while. Hmm. And she says she was excited to see him in the morning and says he is becoming her best friend. Mm -hmm. And in her voiceover, Michelle says, last night, Brandon told me he's in love with me. And that she says that makes her feelings for Brandon stronger. I had to point this out mm. because I've been saying for a few weeks now that I think the reason Brandon is there is because of how effusive he is. Yeah. It's hard to let that go. If he's also got a nice face, really pretty. Yeah, he's a, he's a beautiful specimen. There's really no is. doubt about that. Yeah. A nice guy. I mean, there's no question. Brandon is a nice guy. I just thought this was interesting wording. Last night he told me he's in love with me and that makes my feelings for Brandon stronger. It's not that it makes our relationship stronger. Yeah. It's just pretty much saying what I've been thinking, which is, she is more invested because he's so invested. Exactly. She says in bed that safety and comfort mean the most to her and that he comforted her when he needed to comfort her. Mm. And no one could have responded better. Again, reiterating the same thoughts I've been having. And then they have a food fight in bed. There's no respect for food on this show. <laughs> okay. So now Nate and Joe are forced to receive Brandon as he returns mm -hmm. from his overnight date. They all start awkwardly laughing here. And... Yeah. I just feel bad for them that they have to do this. It's ridiculous. Like they probably had to wake up and and meet, put on their clothes, everything, do ITMs about it, go and sit there and be like, hey, man, how was your date? <laughs> so cruel. It's ridiculous. And Joe says, at this point, it's like someone went on a date with your girlfriend and spent the night with her. And that's what happened. Yeah. He says they're, right. they're trying to play it safe and not show each other their cards. And now Joe heads off for his date. Okay. So now it's Joe's overnight date. And... <laughs> Most of this date, Andy, you spent doing more peel, peel impressions for anyone who caught our episode seven recap. We compared Joe, sweet Joe, who we love, by the way. We have great affection for Joe, 
We did compare him to Jordan Peele in that Key and Peele sketch about the college football player being interviewed. And here on his voiceover, he says, going into today, I'm going to be as open as possible. Put it all out there. I'm going to stick to the game plan. I'm going to execute. And hopefully we bring home the win. (laughs) And now Michelle has an ITM where she says, Joe said he was falling in love with her last week. And she feels she's right there. And I'm going to insert this ITM moment because... After she says, I'm right there, she darts her eyes away. And there's a moment where you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. it was the first hint that there was something off in this relationship. It felt like she was lying, like she had to. And I'll put it right here. Last week, Joe told me he was falling in love with me. I do feel like I'm right there. And this reminds me of when like in a cartoon, like a Simpsons or family guy, that kind of cartoon where they're about to jump a canyon in a car. Yeah. And like and they and they're like, they're like, we can make it, we can make it. And they jump and you see them and they're way high above. Yeah. And, you and you're like, oh, they're so going like, to make oh, it. They've got it. And like, yes. And then slowly they start sinking <laughs> and you see like the canyon wall like getting above yeah. them. <laughs> I feel like Joe has hit that point where the car is beginning to sink. Yeah. No, it's true. I don't It still makes me sad. I don't know when or how it really happened, but uh, we'll keep going. Okay, so they go ziplining. And Andy, here you went on a rant about how overrated you think ziplining is. Mm -hmm. You said, every time I've gone, it's been meh. It's not scary or fun. Yeah, and it's also like, for uh, I'll give a comparison to something that reminds me of ziplining, skiing. Yeah. An enormous amount of buildup. You got to get to the place. It's cold. You got to get the gear on. Yeah. Oftentimes you're renting gear. You got to deal with a rental line. Then you got to get up to the lift. Then you got to get <laughs> on the lift. And you got to get to the top. Then you got to. <laughs> and finally, you're skiing. But skiing has got a great reward. Yes. Skiing is undeniably fun and exciting. It's great. Yeah. I love skiing. Yeah. Zip lining, you do the same amount of work. <laughs> You got in a van, you drive through the jungle, you get these guys giving you a big lecture on how zip lining works and the safety and how you got to do this and we got to take this precaution and blah, blah, blah. And we're going to be seeing this and you're going to do. And then you get there, you wait in line forever and you get on this stupid thing. And I'm telling you, I have never, I've, didn't, I've zip lined three or four times. Okay. I've never had fun. <laughs> it's not fun. Don't go zip lining. If you have a low bar for fun, Zip lining is great. I'm not saying it's horrible. I've done worse things. Like, you know, it's cutting your hand with a cheese grater <laughs> when you, you want to get that last bit of cheese and you're like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And then, ah, oh, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't yeah, have done went that. Went too far. I should have just thrown out that last bit of cheese. Exactly. Yes. Do you really need one tiny little bit of cheese? Just throw the chunk in. It's good to have a chunk of cheese. You don't have to have all dust cheese. You can have a chunk. It's actually a nice surprise. It's better than having a cut on your finger for a week. Definitely. It's true. It's true. Definitely. And those cuts last forever. More than a knife wound. A cut on a cheese grater lasts you for six weeks. <laughs> so it would seem that Joe and Michelle disagree with you and think ziplining is the bee's knees. Mm-hmm. They go ziplining for quite a bit. I sensed state. a lot of fake woohoos going on. <laughs> I don't buy those woohoos. I've never woohooed ziplining. As a matter of fact, I once got my balls stuck on the strap <laughs> and I was stuck on the zip line, literally in pain the whole way across. Which may have colored my future uh, feelings about ziplining, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> well, okay. so I've been ziplining once. I don't disagree with you. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt a little one note, like, okay, I've done this once. It, it's once you get off the platform, there's like one moment where you're like, oh, this wow. is going to be fun. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, this is going to be average. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Ziplining's fine. If you want to go ziplining and see canopy, canopy. beautiful canopy. <laughs> Just do it. There was a lo- so there was a lot of wooing here the whole way down. Definitely more vocal than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And they sit and talk. And Michelle asks, did you ever think you could be this vulnerable? Great <laughs> <laughs> conversation starter. Yeah, that's what I was thinking while I was ziplining down with a strap stuck between my balls. Uh, she says Very that vulnerable. he is goofy. And he says, yeah, I guess I've got to be put in the right goofy environment. It is funny to me that screaming while zip lighting is some measure for how goofy you are. It's 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 not in my determination of a goofiness. I would never consider anything happening with zip lining. I actually don't think I would scream at all if I zip lined, even if it, I was having the time of my life. Even if you screamed, would that be goofy? That would be no. expected. It would be like, like, oh, she's screaming zip lining. That's a thing. It's like when people scream. When they're like, you know, someone's they're like singing happy birthday to someone and they're like, you know what it's like? It's like us smiling in photos. You know, that didn't used to be a thing in the old days. You know, oh, yeah. People were all serious. In yeah. Photos. People used to just like 
look yeah, for the camera. You supposed to smile. Yeah. And now it's become a thing where everyone smiles in photos, which is funny when you think about it. And I think this is a similar thing. It's like roller coasters, any kind of ride. Yeah. You're expected to scream. Yeah, but that's not You're not goofy. having fun if you're not screaming. What's goofy is not making a sound when you zip line. <laughs> it's just looking really unhappy. That's goofy. <laughs> It's also accurate. Okay, so they agree that they are each other's slices of home and they help each other not feel homesick. Mm-hmm. This is sort of the same thing over and over again at this point with that. Like, I get that they're each other's slice of home. I mean, they clearly the Minnesota bond is all that's left. Yeah, it's really holding them together. They feed horses and he tells one of the horses to sit. <laughs> I that love that she funny. teases him. Yeah, she never misses a beat. No, she is good. She is so She's good. She's on the ball with the jokes. Yes. And there's a silhouette of them making out. And I, I've been saying this for a little while now. The kissing. It's a, yeah, it's losing some steam. Yeah, there's a lot of in and out. It's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't go in and out. When, you really, <laughs> when you're really into it, you stay in. Yes. Yeah. It, to me, that's what stands I out. I agree. Okay, so now it's the evening. And going into dinner, Michelle calls Joe a 1,000-piece puzzle, but says she likes puzzles mm-hmm. and that she has the end too. pieces, most of the middle, and is searching for those last few pieces. That's a great analogy. Yes, it really is. Beautiful. And here we get our first word watch, the first clarity, and Michelle, in her toast, says... And helped me get a lot of clarity. They laugh over how she thought he might be silent while ziplining. <laughs> Again... Your response to zip lying, unless it's complete deadpan, is not interesting. It's <laughs> actually totally true. Yeah. She asks how he, an introvert, would feel about being with someone extremely extroverted like herself. And he says it's a good thing because it brings out other sides of himself. And then she asks him how many kids he wants. What's his ideal number? And he says three to four. And I wrote, is it just me or does it feel like he doesn't ask questions? He doesn't ask questions. And I didn't notice it until you brought that up because I'm expecting Michelle to be like the, the you know, the MC all yeah. the time. But uh, but he, he is. What has he asked her? It is kind of a peeve of mine in life. And I'm going to choose to believe that he does ask questions, but maybe they weren't valuable sound bites like Brandon like sound agree. bites that they could use and keep. But if my hunch is right about this, that is a turnoff. Yeah. And I say this with love. I like Joe a lot. I like Joe. And I'll give him the benefit. Yeah. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that there are questions being asked off camera, maybe. Yeah. But who knows? But I do think that this tends to happen on this show where you have a lead. It's sort of like how when they're all in a group, they're not they're not trying to steal time with her because they they're like, oh, I'm not being summoned. It's not my time. Right. Like, I'll wait till my time to talk to her. I wonder if when they do sit down, there's sometimes an interview feel to it where Mm -hmm. she's like, "Okay, well, tell me about your family. Yeah. I don't blame him. Like, I know this is a very weird situation. So maybe it's he's not like that ordinarily, but it is noticeable. Very few questions coming the other way. Anyway, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm okay with being wrong. I'd love to be wrong. And here they get talking about his current career and he says he wants to be an inspiration and that the tools athletes learn can be applied to other fields. And she says she loves this and she wants to make a difference and loves that he thinks that way. It's it's nice. It's a little a, uh, interview-like. Yeah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it. So back at the hotel, Nate and Brandon talk. Yet another forced man chat. These poor, poor men. Mm-hmm. Things get slightly tense here. This is the, the best we yeah, got for this, this whole episode. It. This is the peak. Nate says third is the best spot to go. It kind of feels like he's, he's sort right. of needling Brandon a bit. Oh, yeah. And Andy, you totally agreed with this. 100%. It's best to go last. Of course. You save the best for last. You know what they say in the singing world? I mean, if you're singing in a competition or doing an audition, they say the best spot to take is last. Uh, Leave the lasting impression. In almost every situation, unless it's the last person to like get a a piece of food that everyone's using their hands to take. Yeah. Last is usually the best. That's such a germaphobe thing to think I, of. I mean, it's also, I think most people would probably, you know, even non-germaphobes, <laughs> that last piece of crumbly, like that cake that's like sort of half falling over. It's got like, there's someone fingerprint like actually in the frosting was they missed their piece. No one wants that. Brandon seems to take this as a slight, saying he thinks the deepest connection would go first. And Nate says, so you think I'm the weakest link? Oh, nice. It feels like he's having fun with him here. He is. It has a bit of a big brother, little brother vibe, even though I'm pretty sure they're the same age. Um, they're very similar age here. I think you're right. It might be a I year difference. Maybe Nate's 27. 
it just sort of feels like Nate, he's oozing confidence, yeah, right? He should be. It gets a bit tense, but overall, it's smoothed over pretty quickly yeah. and it just sort of feels like, okay. It's, it's so, like these guys don't have hard feelings for each no. other. It's just playful jabbing. Yes. So back on the date, Michelle says this date took them to the next level. She reaches for the date card and here we saw their dinner plates and mm. we were like, oh, did Joe take a bite of his food? It's unprecedented. It looks like maybe he took a bite of his meal. Or he pushed, there was a piece of fish. And I, <laughs> I think he either like nervously just pushed it to the side or he took a bite. It's unclear, but it's possible this is an unprecedented eating of food. We spent a lot of time staring at his plate. We may or may not have rewound a few times yeah, we, <laughs> to get a glimpse. So she invites him to the fantasy suite and obviously he agrees. I'm going to give it 110%. I'm going to put my penis all the way in. I'm going to pull my penis all the way out. I'm going to put it back in again, pull it out, and leave it all on the field. Uh, oh, we we like Joe. It's with affection oh, yeah. that we tease. Oh, I like Joe a lot. So he's kissing her, and I had to point out, he took a page out of Nate's makeout book because mm-hmm. he has his hand under her chin oh, here. Oh, yeah. And it was this that gave me a little bit of hope. I was like, oh, oh, maybe, maybe. Mm. Even though there was still that in-out action with that kiss. Yeah. It did keep my my hope alive for the rest of this episode, though. It's the next morning now. He holds her as he kisses her. I had to point out his magnificent hands. Mm. He is. He wins. Man hand. You guys, my longtime blog readers mm-hmm. know my thing about a good man hand. Oh, anyway, nice I mean, man hand. Excellent. Oof. Top tier. And Michelle in her ITM says, seeing who Joe really was with cameras off, this relaxed, fun, kind-hearted person. A few people in the comments made the good point that maybe it's just the cameras that are getting to Joe. And I know all about that. It definitely changed how I was on TV. So I definitely have sympathy for that. And I do think that probably made a big difference here. It sounds like he was probably quite different with the cameras off. Mm -hmm. I agree. I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. It seems He's that, not made for TV. No, there's nothing about Joe that's no made for TV. And it ever. makes me like him more. I agree. Yeah. I agree. He's very likable and he's very bad for TV, but so bad for TV that he's good for TV. Yes. Yeah. They knew it. Producers are smart. And in their conversation here, Michelle says, if it is us standing side by side at the end of this, that relationship's going to be so strong. <laughs> 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 it's like a, a legal document there. it's like a legal document a lawyer is like no there's actually a loophole here this, <laughs> this language needs to be struck struck from the record michelle says 24 hours with joe has changed everything it's like she thought it was going to go worse than it did yeah yeah anyway we got our word watch number two here michelle says after spending time with joe i feel like i have clarity mm. Joe returns to the group now and recaps the date and says, I ended up going to the fantasy suite. I had to point out here that we don't see this coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. I question whether or not he did say to the other guys, I went to the fantasy suite. Yeah, if you don't see it, probably coming out from another time. Yeah. And Brandon says in his ITM that he doesn't think Nate is ready and that he could hurt Michelle. Hmm. They're really forcing some sort of a showdown between these yeah. two, but it, it does feel mostly forced. They probably said, Brandon... Yes or no? Do you think Nate is ready yeah, to yeah, yeah. get married and have children with Michelle? Yeah. Like, well. <laughs> <laughs> Can you be a little more specific? <laughs> okay, now it's Nate's overnight date. Uh, she comes out on a catamaran. Mm-hmm. Doesn't this seem like the best date? It's, they save the best for last. You can usually tell who they really, really like by the date they give them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was not ziplining over and over again. Mm-hmm. This was mm-hmm. romantic canoodling time on the water. Yeah. Big Cat- difference. Catamaran beats ziplining every time. Yes. Doesn't matter where you are. Hudson River, <laughs> middle of Pacific Ocean, Galapagos Islands, always beat ziplining. <laughs> According to you, everything beats ziplining, well, except per- for cutting yourself exactly. while grating cheese. <laughs> She says, when I'm with Nate, I feel how you're supposed to feel with your soulmate when you're with your favorite person. That's pretty telling. Mm. It does feel, I did think it was a little Frankenbitten, but we get the gist. I mean, no one is denying that Nate is her favorite, I think. I don't think we're crazy for saying that. And they talk, and Andy, you said here, notice how relaxed she is with him. There's no facade. And as they make out here, Andy, you said she's so much more into him. She's not in control anymore. Yeah, you always point this out, and it's a good observation. I have to admit, you're rarely wrong about this, especially in this position where she is the one in power. Yeah, It's not easy to find that. She's the one sort of 
calling all the shots. Yep. And so it says a lot when that that is e- evened out, you know, yeah. and she's sort of wondering if he's into her. Exactly. She's it's it's the dynamic is so different with Nate. Yeah. She's no longer the interviewer. Yes. She's no longer the mother. Yes. She's like a giddy high school student. Yes. Totally. Totally. Who has a different. crush. Yes. Yes. Uh, like you know a girl with a high of, school romance. You know, it reminds me of like this maybe I'm sh- aging myself by saying this, but the game Girl Talk. Did you ever have that game? Or do you ever know about that game? The game Girl, girl Talk? Girl Talk. No. Okay. For people of my generation, Girl Talk. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's a game where you go around and talk about your crushes and you like talk on the phone. <laughs> oh, man. And it just, when I see her with Nate, I picture that girl playing Girl Talk, like the girl in the commercial. She's like oh. all giddy. Oh, this was like a, a, a Hasbro it, game or something? Yeah. It was an actual like board game. Oh, it was for like four-year-olds. No, it was for like teenage girls. Really? Like tw- teenage tween, girls? maybe tween-aged girls. Isn't it sad that teenage girls, there was a time not that long ago when teenage girls would play board games? Ugh. Ugh, that's heartbreaking. And now they all want to be influencers. I mean, that's the best case scenario. I miss those Hasbro, Mattel. <laughs> the, the people don't play board games anymore. Except for us. <laughs> we do. And as they lay on the catamaran, Nate says, I really like the little subtle things that make you Michelle. Mm-hmm. And I really wish he had listed the things. But at least he said there are subtle things yes. he likes, yeah, as he opposed would... to my heart is no, literally no, ripped yeah, out of my body. Of, I just love everything about you. Yeah. yeah, you're yeah, you're my favorite person in the whole wide world. And I've mm-hmm. never been happier in all my life. That kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at least he 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 beat around the bush, bush. of specificity. Yeah, I, I still would have preferred he yeah. he named one little subtle thing. <laughs> <laughs> well. That I am a stickler for specificity I and will always take, will be. I will take his word that there are subtle things. Yes, yes, absolutely. And as they make out, I have to insert this. Mm. Notice how she wants more. Mm-hmm. She wants more where it came from. They part and she's like. Mm. Yeah, no pullback. No push. No, kiss. she keeps coming back for more. That is, it says a lot. Forward. It says a lot. Mm-hmm. Having been there, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> okay. So now back at the suite again, poor Joe and Brandon talk. <laughs> Brandon doesn't think Nate will be able to open up like he needs to. And Andy, here you said, if I were Michelle, it'd be a no brainer. I'd go Nate. He's a complete person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, so what are you suggesting, Andy, that the other two are not? <laughs> I am. No, listen, I think Brandon and Joe are possibly the loveliest second and third place contestants I've ever seen on yes, The Bachelorette. Yes, absolutely. That's a, I love that you're saying it like that. It's true. But, They're very likable. I don't dislike anyone here. No. Including Rodney, too. She's got great taste. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ever, she, she, knows, she knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. But Joe is extremely reserved, mm-hmm. cartoonishly so. Yes, and Brandon is cartoonishly specifically unreserved. unreserved. <laughs> yeah. And he's a he's a boy, he's a young there's something he needs Brandon has time. Yeah. Brandon needs to I, Brandon's gonna become an excellent man. Yeah. He's, he's still a boy. Have fun. Yeah. Be a, boy. <laughs> Be a boy. Nate is a man. It's so funny. He's the same age as Brandon, or they're similar age. But yeah. he doesn't feel no. like it. Nate is one hundred percent man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Also, Andy, here you said, when in doubt, go Canadian. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's Canadian. Okay, so now it's the evening and heading to dinner. The vibe is kind of serious and she seems apprehensive. And Andy, you said it's very telling that her biggest fear is if he likes her enough. Big difference. Yep. Not in control. Yeah. And she asks if he has any questions. I thought this was funny. And he's yeah. like, no, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah. When, you, when can we wrap this thing up, huh? I, sounds I, I like Joe's date. dad. It's like, do you have any questions for me? Yeah. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's surprised by this and directly asks where he's at, considering there's an engagement at the end of this mm-hmm. and knowing that, yes, it's all very fast. Yeah. To his credit, I've got to say, I liked how he didn't brush this off or pretend that it didn't carry any weight. It would have been easy for him to be like, Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, I'll get there. What do you know what I mean? Like just sort of brush it off. And it, he took time with his answer here and he really stressed how much he'd been thinking about this and getting to that point and really considering what his mom and stepdad had said, uh, meaning their doubts over whether or not the feelings could translate 
over in the real world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he says he doesn't have answers to those questions, but quote, that's life though. And if you have all the answers to life, that's a pretty boring life. If you ask me, I like Nate. That's a good answer. I like, you could argue it's a non-answer, but it's also honest which adds, I think, credibility to what he says later. Mm-hmm. He doesn't lay it on thick no. for no reason. He lays it on thin. <laughs> <laughs> thin and, and, and transparent. So thin. It's like a, it's like a carpaccio. It's a you can see the plate underneath. Whereas, whereas Brandon, it's like a cartoon steak. It's like a, it's like a, a cube. 24 ounce steak, like a fillet. She says it's okay not to have answers, but she needs his heart to be on the same page as hers. Mm-hmm. And she tells him what his stepdad said, that he could pull away because he is not experienced with these strong feelings. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. And she says, falling in love is one thing. Being in love is another thing. And an engagement is another thing. Which one of those are you ready for? She's <laughs> very direct. <laughs> No, they slow down. You screwed it up. Dun, 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 boom, boom. Very good. So, what was his answer? It was D. All of the above. What is D? All of the above. Sorry. Could you please rephrase that as a question? I always find that funny. That's funny. It is funny. I mean, it's it's so funny. Strange rule. I've never really understood that. It's hilarious. Have they ever explained why that's necessary? I don't know, but it's it's brilliant. I love it. Who doesn't like the fact that you have to ask it as a question? It's so mean. It's like you're so panicked already. You're on TV yeah. and you're like, I gotta press this button, I gotta answer this question. And you're like, Napoleon! <laughs> ah, what is Napoleon? Damn you, Jeopardy! Uh, okay, so he says D, all of the above, all mm. three, and he says, quote, there's something about you I'm certain about. He's definitely very careful with his words. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I love how she really puts him on the spot. She's oh, yeah. like, okay, okay. Like, you're kind of not answering. But again, it doesn't bother me that much that he's kind of beating around the bush for some reason. Because it makes me think he's not trying to lie. It would be so easy to lie. Oh, yeah. At this point, when someone doesn't say what's expected of them, I almost add more value to that, if that of makes course. sense. Of course. Although he does say what's expected of him. In the end, everyone eventually does. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So he says, most definitely with you, yeah, I can't see myself pulling away. Nice negative. I like it. (laughs) He says, falling in love with you, this is very real for me. Mm -hmm. And she says, a huge weight has been lifted and they make out. And Andy, you said she pulled it out of him. She had to give him a multiple choice question, but she got it. Mm -hmm. She got what she wanted. She did. I don't want to say I don't think he's sincere. I I think he's sincere. And I, I think, think that he's more sincere. I got to say, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it would be easy to look at this and be like, oh, he's sort of dancing around answering the question. He's being a little evasive. Nope. But it actually, it would be so easy to just say what's expected of you here. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now we have our third word watch. Michelle says, it gave me clarity. And Andy, you said, you hear what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. I, I I stand by that. She does. But I also believe Nate is sincere. Like Michelle <laughs> does. She's like, it was like, he was like, I can't not potentially not see myself th- in theory, <laughs> in reality, or in the metaverse yeah. falling in love with you yeah. at some point. So yeah, he, and I believe, and, and as we discussed, I believe Nate's lack of over the toppedness yes. is his sincerity. But still, Michelle is like, okay, that's good. Sign sealed delivered. Yeah. She just, she was, it was like, you just hear what you want to hear. That being said, I believe Nate is sincere. Yes. That is, it's funny. They're both true. Yeah. I normally would take issue with the fact that he didn't answer like directly, like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm falling in love with you. Yes, I can be ready for an engagement right. in a week and a half. And like, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Which for some reason, I don't know. It didn't bother me. I really believe him. He takes, uh, the way I read it was Nate actually takes this process more seriously than the other guys. Mm. I, I know that people are going to take issue with that. <laughs> but I think that if you take the process seriously and yeah. you're really like, I may actually marry this girl. And if I marry this girl, I'm not playing games. Like Ye- we're till death do us part. Yeah. 
you're not going to just be like, oh, you're the greatest thing ever. My heart's on the table bleeding. I'm, you know, <laughs> the world melted and I died. Like, you're not going to do that. Yeah. That's not real. No, it's true. We're both just Nate fans in general, though. He has such an ease to him and such a confidence mm-hmm. that for me does not lean cocky. No. He's on the verge, but he doesn't cross the line to cocky, in my opinion. No, but it's confidence that's earned. Yes. It's because she has reinforced that confidence. Yeah. It's sort of like when he showed confidence, like, oh, I know I'm going to get a one on one. And Chris S. took issue with that. Yeah. Like, yes, he should be this confident. If he is expected uh, to propose, I agree. he should be this confident. So Michelle gives him the fantasy suite card and they agree that they want to go together. So, yeah, they go to their suite. That's that. And now it's the next morning. Yeah, that's not that. Now, believe me, there was a lot of that <laughs> and not that and in, in between those that's. <laughs> so now it's the next morning. He says it was an amazing night and he feels so much closer to her. Hmm. He says, I'm in love with you officially. She says, so Nate is in love. And he says, Nate is in love. That was cute. Yeah, yeah, it was cute. One of the few times speaking in the third person is acceptable. Mm -hmm. And she says, I am definitely in love with you too. And the makeout here. Oh my God. It says something when the makeout the next morning is even hotter than the makeout before. The morning makeout says everything. Yes. Everything. This makeout was so hot. It was so steamy. If there weren't cameras in there, they would have got. It would have been round two, no question. Oh my god! I, or like, round I, four. I was I don't getting know what round this on. makeout was so hot that I was like a little hot and bothered watching yeah. it. It was yeah. such a good. It was so hot that I thought it was in slow mo. Do you remember that? You asked. She asked me, "Is this in slow mo?" I said, "Did they she slow this down, or is that really the pace of this kiss?" I mean, Ooh. that's pretty incredible. Ooh, okay. Oh. It looked like one of those commercials where they're making a joke about someone eating a candy bar and it's like a sexual overtone. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yes. Like those uh, those commercials where the girl in the bikini is eating that burger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where it's just like, Carl they were just Jr. like Carl's, savoring Carl's each other. Oh, yeah. my God. It was uh-huh. such a hot kiss. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Andy, you said one billion percent. Mm. She picks him. I'll be damned if she doesn't. Yep. And then they're on the on the terrace and a mariachi band comes in and I'm still talking about their kissing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just talking about their kissing so much. <laughs> it it was, was so hot. Yeah, it was some, there was some awkwardness in the in the joint Levine household. <laughs> I don't say this often. It's not every day that a kiss you're like, wow. Yeah. Okay. And Andy, you said, yeah, with the others, it's like, okay, kissing time. While with yeah. them, it's like. It's magnetic. It's real. Everything with Nate is real. Everything with everyone else feels a bit staged. It feels very rote. Yes, with the others. Mm-hmm. Not R-O-T-E. with Nate. Not W-R-O-T-E. <laughs> Just to clarify. Our shandies know the difference. I know. Our shandies know what rote means. Of course. You don't course. need to explain. I'm sorry. My apologies. <laughs> okay, so now Nate joins Joe and Brandon, who of course are made to sit there and receive him. Mm-hmm. Again, poor guys. He says that they vibed out. He and Michelle vibed <laughs> out. That's great. Is that the word they use for it now? It's, I love his, the way he uses words is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's a funny guy. I want to hang out with Nate. Dweeb. Yeah. Nate's come through many times. He has. Uh, so now it's our rose ceremony. And Michelle says, I am now falling in love with three men, which is something I didn't think was possible. We get this a lot from leads. They're kind of like, whoa, I didn't think this could happen. Do you think you could do you Fall think in love you with could, three women? Yeah. I've thought about it many it's the thing I've thought about most watching in, this in show. Contemplating this franchise. Yes. Could it actually happen? It's hard to imagine. I could imagine falling in lust for three people. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine falling completely in love for three people because if I had the three people right there, it would be different if one person I was seeing once a month, one person lived in, you know, Switzerland, yeah, someone yeah, yeah. was in my neighborhood, then it would be like, I, I don't, if I, I've got them at my disposal yeah. and they're right in my grill yeah, all like the time. Yeah, like back to back, like I, taking turns. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to go there, but it's true. I mean, literally. Um, I would feel like I, in my mind, I would have a clear front runner. Yeah. I think I would be at best confused sexually. Like yeah. I, I, there would pro- probably be, it's conceivable that the one I love the most wouldn't be the best sex. So yeah. I'd be like, uh, but I think I would know who I love the most. And I don't think I could be conceivably in love with three people, two people. 
maybe. So you think she's just saying this because she's meant to say it? I think the, the moment she's caught up in the moment, it's like it's a weird thing yeah. to be on TV in this closed environment yeah. with all this romance. Well, and it's not and, like she's not being prompted, by yeah. the way. Like, it's very possible that she was asked, did you think it was possible to fall in love with three men? You know yeah. what I mean? Something like that. Or do you think you're falling in love with three men? It's right. like, she's not going to be like, no, I'm not. Of course. <laughs> right. She can't give it away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I've thought about this too. I feel like for me, it would come down to two. There'd be the yeah. one guy that's my clear, like, oh, we're, we're cerebrally connected. Right, right. And this is obviously my choice. But there's this other person where I cannot deny that I just, I want to have, I want to Right. I want to go to the fantasy suite with that person, you know, 100%. even though we're missing all these other things. It's like it's more of a carnal thing. Yes. And I'm not going to pretend that I think I could, would c- confuse them in the moment. I think that's language that she's forced to use. Personally. I agree. Yeah. I, I strongly believe that you cannot be in love with three people. No, I, I don't think it's that. possible. Here's the thing. And the reason why I'm talking about it now, even though every single season we see this is because I really... I feel a kinship with Michelle, which I think is part of her, mm-hmm. what makes her so magical as the lead. I don't look at Michelle and think, oh my God, what's she doing? Right. Like, what a terrible decision maker. You know what I mean? Like, everything Michelle does is correct. Right. She's got the right sense of humor, the right judgment. She doesn't make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. She's smart. She's with it. And therefore, when she says something like, I'm falling in love with three people, I'm like, hmm. Of course. There, it question. means more coming from her than right. from Maybe someone else. Right. But you still have to People question. People who will go unnamed. <laughs> yes, of course. In love with 27 people. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she arrives at the rose ceremony and tells them that they've changed her life, all three of them. And because of that, this decision has her in knots. And she's about to give out that first rose when Brandon takes a step forward. And we were marveling here at how Joe's expression doesn't shift at all. Andy, you shouted, he's like a robot. Terminator. <laughs> it's amazing. Brandon took a step forward and usually someone would be like, wait, what's happening? And he was just like, yeah. nothing. Yeah. Completely no. nothing. It's it's incredible. I, res- I, I it's, it's I'm impressed. <laughs> Nate, meanwhile, swears. Of course. Mm-hmm. That's the right reaction. It's like, oh, come on. Uh, yeah. What the hell? Yeah. You were not into this. So Brandon. Such a lame move. Uh, it's such a lame <laughs> move anyone (laughs) any one of them could have done that any one of them could have done that have some respect for your fellow contestants just just play the game right don't do that it wasn't my favorite especially since look do i think brandon cares about michelle yes but it kind of felt like i'm proving to you right now how much i care about you because i'm about to say which he did say even if i go home I'll be there for you. I'll put you first, blah, blah, blah. I want to make sure you're okay. It felt a little performative to me. And I know I'm going to get flack for saying this. Who cares? It's bullshit. So why is he? I don't think it's bullshit. I don't think he doesn't mean it. It just felt like it was a, a little bit more. Okay. Not more for him, but as much for him as it was for her. It's to it's, me when when you're like, oh, I'll be there for you. You're number one to me, blah, blah, blah. At a moment like this, like. Trust that she can do this. She doesn't need your pep talk. Exactly. You can tell her that after she kicks you off. (laughs) You can be like, listen, no hard feelings. I want to be friends with you. We're good. Don't worry about it. We're cool. Why does he have to tell her that before? He's prepping himself. What the hell was that? I I did not like that. Yeah. The fact that it happened before felt a little calculated. But here's the thing. Do I think Brandon is a calculated contestant? No. Do I think he's sincere? Yes. So I don't want to make it sound like I think he's a bad guy or who did a shitty thing. No. I think that he meant this as a grand gesture. But to me, it felt like he was was kind of it was about kind of him being, you know, it was so supportive. And you know what this falls into this this move? What? What do you think it falls into? Virtue signaling? Annoying. <laughs> it was annoying. If I was Nate or Joe, I would have been deeply annoyed. Yeah, I'm hesitant. As to- a viewer, I was annoyed. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite thing in the world. Do I think he was maybe encouraged to do it? Uh, okay. Yes. 
We have to remember that. Okay. It's I'll very give him possible. The of the doubt. You know, he was in an ITM with a producer and the producer was like, oh, you know, Nate seemed awfully confident going last. It's been so long since your overnight date. Is there anything that you wish you had told Michelle or you wish she would know before this rose ceremony? Mm. You know, there's no cocktail party. He has no opportunity. I think he was encouraged to do this personally. But well, I wouldn't have done it if I was encouraged. <laughs> there was nothing specific he had to tell her. It was BS. I- Eh, I'm giving him the thumbs down. Nate here says you only ever hail Mary when you're losing. He is, again, always right. Hmm. When has Nate been wrong? So Michelle is tearing up here quite a bit. And then afterwards, she goes for a stroll looking very distraught. Mm -hmm. And we're definitely led to believe that she will be sending Brandon home, which is why this was so difficult for her. Right. But no, she returns to the rose ceremony, gives Nate that first rose. First. And then gives the second rose to Brandon, shocking everybody. I I gotta say, I jumped ship at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> like how I turned that into an I told you I so for myself. That. I don't know how you got that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Look, I, and I want to add a, a, a caveat to what I said about Brandon. If you look at this as a game show. Yes. Brandon, all power to him. He did yeah. the right thing. Yeah. If you look at this as a true um, experience to try to find love and be respectful of your fellow man. Yeah. What he did was wrong. 100% wrong. I do not approve of it. Is, I'm torn because if we're to take it super sincerely, then he really was just like, I want you to know no hard feelings. If it's me, I mean everything I said. Tell say. her that after she kicks you off. What's yeah. the point of telling her before? I, I gotta say, I, I see your point because it sort of feels like, look how great I am. Yeah. Even if you send me home, I'm still here for you. That's how sincere I am. My love for you is not conditional. Yeah. It was weak. No, no. Look, Brand's good guy. Nice yeah. kid. Yeah. Weak move. You know what? When you say nice kid, it felt young to me to do this. Mm-hmm. Like this is a grand gesture. This will prove it. Yeah. Summer camp. It felt a little like a juvenile gesture to me. Yeah. Anyway. We like we like Brandon. Nothing bad to say about him, but we were not a big fan of this move. No, weak move, good guy. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. do we all do weak moves all the time in life? Absolutely. I do at least two to three weak moves a day. Yes, same. Yeah. Absolutely. Standard. Okay. So now Michelle walks Joe out and he's still super poker faced. <laughs> How does he do it's it? Amazing. And Michelle is crying here. She says she's still falling in love with him and that she cares about him so much and she keeps apologizing. And he says, as much as it hurts, I know it hurts you too. I may not be showing it right now, but I really did see that future that we talked about. I want to thank you for pushing me to be more open and more vulnerable and to be the best person I can be. I left it all in the field. I have no regrets. We did what we could. Offense let me down. We lived to play another day. It does have it does have that feel to it. But we love Joe. I love how uncomfortable he is on this show. That's a normal person. Mm-hmm. He's like the everyman on this show. He is the everyday Joe. Yes. Yes. Anyway, I'm sad. I'm gonna miss seeing Joe on my screen. Me too. Yeah. I think I have a funny feeling that you may see him again on your screen. I don't know. I don't know if he's a paradise kind. Oh, he's a paradise kind. You think so? He was a bachelorette kind. He'll be a paradise kind. Um, You're wrong to assume that everyone who goes on The Bachelorette or Bachelor is automatically a paradise kind. I am willing to be sure. I think I'm proof of this. You are are an example. It's true. Charlene did did turn down. (laughs) God bless her soul. But um, I would be willing to wager you. That Joe will be on Bachelor in Paradise. And I'll tell you why. Because if Joe says he doesn't want to go on Bachelor in Paradise... ABC is going to raise the pot and be like, you sure you don't want to go on Paradise? Here's the thing. I don't think the producers would think Joe's interesting enough to invest that much in him being on Paradise. All right. Can we have a friendly wager? Okay. I will wager you. I was going to say $1. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to make some real money on this. Okay. 10 bucks. Okay. 10 bucks. Joe is on Paradise. Okay. I say he's not. Wow, that's a bold move. Is it? Yeah. I don't think it's that bold. That's bold. I don't why is it that bold? He seems very uncomfortable in this situation in this under these circumstances, rightfully so. And I don't know, I just don't really picture it. You're making me doubt myself now. Maybe you're right. 
How about I bet 20 and make you doubt no, yourself even more? No, I don't take more. a $20 bet. Okay. $10 I can do. That's right at my limit. Okay. Okay, 10 bucks. Yeah. All right. 10 bucks. Make things on. interesting. Yeah. Okay, so Michelle walks him to the car and they say farewell and that's that. And that's what you get for ghosting me, <laughs> sucker. <laughs> Slow play. <laughs> imagine if it was just like the most intricate and like oh, horrible she, slow play revenge she'd be one of the greatest tv villains of all time <laughs> so in the car joe actually does seem to cry but yeah. even then he's hiding it it's just a lot of emotion even if you're like oh honestly, my god just leaving no, that show I believe it's a that big he deal really felt all those feelings yeah he's got trouble with his feelings and, and I, I i feel for the guy i mean that was a rough that was probably a rough go for him he says he's in shock and didn't see it coming and just wants to go home don't blame him. I'm going to miss seeing Joe. He's so beautiful. Oh, well, you'll see him again. Ten <laughs> so Michelle cries. She kneels and cries. The mm-hmm. good old kneel and oh, cry yeah, that they, they use in it. many previews. And <laughs> action. Nope. More kneeling. More crying. Take two. Yeah. No, I do think this is authentic, but it is no, funny I, how whenever you get a shot of the kneel and cry, oh, do they use that in previews? Every single preview. Yeah. There's always a kneel and cry. Yeah. This was the moment. It's like, oh, that's that famous scene. It's the right. <laughs> do we have a kneel and cry? We got yeah. a kneel and cry. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Andy, with the word watch, there were a total of three clarities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Standard average three. Yeah. And we have our winner of a Hello Tushy Bidet. Congratulations to Jasmine Ellis. Yay, you are the happy winner of a Hello Tushy Bidet. Perfect for the holidays. Mm -hmm. And yes, please email us by this Friday at midnight and give us your address so we can get your Hello Tushy Bidet in the mail. Over to you. All right, Andy, do you have a word watch word for the finale for next week? Yes, I do. Okay. In sticking with tradition, and I believe this will be an ongoing tradition. Uh Uh-huh. The word watch for the finale will be finger. <laughs> I always like it when you do finger for a finale. You do, don't you? Yeah, it's a good mm. word watch word for good. me anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in case you're new around here, you have a chance to win a... Hello, Tushy. Bidet. Yes. The last Hello Tushy Bidet of 2021 we are giving away. Yeah. You can win one by guessing how many times you think the word finger will be uttered in episode 10 in the finale, the grand mm-hmm. finale mm-hmm. next week. And you can submit your guesses either below this YouTube video or over on the Instagram post for this recap, the one you're currently watching. Mm-hmm. And you must do so by this Friday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. And if you guess correctly, you'll automatically be entered in a draw and we will randomly select one name and that person will win a Hello Tushy bidet, just like Jasmine Ellis just did. (laughs) Jasmine Ellis. Yes, Jasmine Ellis. Good name. Good name. Okay, Andy, that's it for the word watch. And now let's talk our predictions. I think this should be nice and short. (laughs) Rodney. (laughs) He comes back. Yes. Uh, Okay, so I think we both think Nate is winning, obviously. What would you say? Let's, instead of predicting, because the prediction is obvious. What would you say the percent odds of Brandon being chosen are? 0.5%. So one in 200. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, uh, even I would not go that far. Um, (laughs) yeah, that's extreme. Yeah. I really, I jumped from the Joe ship heavily onto the Nate ship. Like I brought everything with me. I didn't leave anything behind. No, 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 no. (laughs) Has there ever been a time when I had Nate not in first place? I think, uh, did I ever, I mean, I don't know. They could tell me better. I think you, mm, no, I think you might've had Nate in first place the whole time. Maybe there was one week where you maybe thought about Joe in first place. Possibly. Um, so I have been Nate the whole way. I always believe firmly, as you have taught me, and I have absorbed well, <laughs> a woman generally has better first impressions than a man. Yes. She knows what she wants quicker. Yeah. And sooner. he did get that fur. <laughs> the fur. <laughs> yes, the fur. Anyway, I've been long and strong, Nate, from the beginning. I like how I'm like subtly tooting my own you're horn doing, here. You're it's doing like, an I told, you I told you so, 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 I told you so. That's okay. I accept your I told you yeah. so. So I think that, thank you, glad. Um, you deserve it. I think it's a 5% chance Brandon gets picked. Okay. Yeah. 
So 10 times the chances, I think. Still unbelievably slim, but (laughs) 10 times you're insane. I mean, that's a bold prediction. You're saying that if, if Michelle had 200 times to pick someone out of these two, one time she would pick Brandon. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I, I respect that. And I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I just think that I would I would, I would be remiss to go that far. Okay, but. here's what, this is the thing. I've, made, I've seen this show enough times to know that they will do everything in their power to really push that oh, yeah, runner-up no narrative. Otherwise, there's no, there's, why would you even tune into the finale? You know what's going to happen. The whole, literally everything by design is meant to make us think that Brandon has a real shot. Oh yeah. I honestly think if in the finale, like they said, Nate, Nate has, has died. He was, he was run over by a car that he would still win. <laughs> oh yeah, they'd be God. like, we actually, he, we were wrong. <laughs> it was a different Nate. It was a different Nate. Yeah. Nothing's going to stop him from winning. I'm actually going, you're right. It's 0.5%. <laughs> no, it's, it's the zero. It's zero percent. Okay. Okay. We can move on. Yeah. I think we've made our predictions known. We think Nate is winning and that, then that, uh, Brandon, <laughs> I just forgot his name. I keep calling him Brendan. You've corrected me like a million times. Okay. And that Brandon will be going home next week, but we, we have nothing bad to say about Brandon. I like Brandon. I like Brandon too. Yes. I just don't want people to come at us for not believing in their relationship. You think Brandon, like when it's the final two, he'll like go like one second, I got to talk to you. He's like, Michelle, listen, if you send me home, you know, I want to be your friend. (laughs) Yeah. I'll still put you first. She's like, no, 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 not again. It's not going to work this time. Sorry, Brandon. (laughs) The first time was good. Bravo. No, not this time. Okay, Andy. I think that's a wrap for this recap. Yeah. Okay, so just a reminder, a little bit of housekeeping at the end. I forgot to say this at the beginning. We will be doing the next recap, so the finale recap from Seattle. Mm -hmm. Keep sending your Seattle wrecks. We always enjoy them. And also, I want to add to that that the finale recap, because I will be at that point doing a full-time job in Seattle with Seattle Opera. Mm-hmm. Uh, the recap may not come out, you know, at the normal prompt time. So I just ask for your patience with that because yeah. I'm not we'll really sure best. how I'm going to pull off next week. And I'm a, I have some uh, agita. Yeah, it's a little mission impossible. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little overwhelmed and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can keep Dear Shandy in business by liking, subscribing, hitting the notification bell, following us on Instagram, telling your friends, leaving us Apple podcast ratings and reviews, and generally doing all the things you would do to keep a podcast you enjoy alive and kicking. Thank you guys so much for 100 episodes. We really love you, our Shandies. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye. Dear Shandy.